Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of What's the Trend, the revamp. So what it is that we do on the show here, we discuss the latest trends today in design, business and pretty much human behavior. We are on iTunes every Tuesday and Thursday and on all the other platforms as well. Whatever you're tuning in, Spotify, Google Play, whatever, should be on by now. So my name is Nicholas Polito. I am a self-taught designer and entrepreneur. And for the next 45 minutes, as it happens to be, your host on the show. And if you do want to know more about what it is we're talking about in every single episode, see for yourself in the description below where we provided you with all the necessary links to show notes or anything else we mentioned in this podcast. So let's get started with today's topic. This is episode 003 and today we are going to talk about the freelance business. The main goal with this episode is to help you out if you're a freelancer or you want to become one. I will share our latest insights on how you can step up your game and what is crucial to succeed in the freelance game. But also, if you're not a freelancer and the person you see who seeks advice on how to find the right freelancer for your business and how to communicate your vision to become a reality, because it's oftentimes difficult to find the right person for your job, for your creative task, and make them understand what it is you you want to, um, yeah, basically portray in your your business, right? And as always, if you did like today's episode, please leave a review on iTunes and share this podcast by making a screenshot and post it into your stories on Instagram or Facebook. And make sure to tag me under at Nicholas.Polito and I will personally give you some love over this podcast. Um, yeah, we really appreciate that. So let's hop into the number one point. We're going to talk on this podcast and that is skill. I am, I would say, innovate constantly, innovate constantly and deliver high quality and high quantity. Because like everybody says, uh, at least where I came from, everybody used to say, yeah, it, better is high quantity instead of high quality or the other position would say no high quality matters a lot more than high quantity you know what both things are shitty okay you don't want to be famous for delivering high quality by shitty high quantity because that means it's going to take you a lot of time to get attention and because you don't do a lot right and you're focused on only that one thing. And uh, that's pretty much the, the, the agenda from a perfectionist. I'm a perfectionist too, by the way. But then the other side says, no, high quality doesn't matter. High quantity is all that matters. Um, okay. Then you press out bullshit stuff, content that's going to bother people at some time. Sure, you're going to gain more attention, but to what price? I like to prefer it at that point where I'm able to balance those two things and deliver high quality in high quantity, where I'm able to scale that and be able to, and I'm able to gain a repetition. So now in this main, and I'm going to provide you with three insights here. Innovation is the key to success in business. That's just how it is. If you don't innovate every week, every month, every year, you are going to lose. That's just how it is. We're living in a fast-paced environment where it's just going to happen that somebody is going to think of something that is more innovative than your business profile, than your business tactic, than your business strategy, than your stuff, what you're producing. And people are just going to say, hey, man. I'm going to follow this guy instead of that guy. What is he doing? Second point here. Sales is a tactical advancement. Now, especially if you're a freelancer, I'm going to have to implore you, learn how to sell. Sales is more important than your design craft. It's just how it is. And I don't say design doesn't matter. I, it's funny because not too long ago, I used to think design matters more. It does, but sales matters a lot more, 
Okay. And I think that's pretty much an episode where business people go, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on my side. I'm not on your side. Fuck you. I'm pretty much in the middle where I believe in order to gain the best result possible, you have to know sales. And in order to gain the best reputation possible, you have to know the sign. So it's both. Again, then third point, value is expected but not demanded. So why do I say that? In the freelance world, when it comes to skills, you have to deliver value. That's expected from a business client. He expects that you give him value. Now, many, most of the business people out there, most of them, don't say, I expect that you give me value. Because that would be rude. It's sort of to say that in a business professional world, it's expected that you speak English as a professional. Back then in Germany, it was expected in every single business that you spoke English. It was just expected. It was not ever a discussion. Like people were surprised if you couldn't speak it in a corporate world. Obviously, um, didn't matter too much to, to what degree, but that you have to have it. It's just a, it's just a must have. Okay. And, um, what I, what my advice here before we get into the first topic here, um, is to business people is the following. Don't be ashamed or scared of to sit, tell your freelancer, your designer, if he produces great stuff, say, I'm expecting for you from you to give me value up front. And for a freelancer who gets the episode and gets a, gets a movement, deliver value up front before he uh, he says something like that. Or he, he's not going to say that. Most people are not. When I work with freelancers, I say, before I'm going to pay you, before I'm going to do anything for you, you have to give me massive value up front. I'm just saying that. Because I'm not making business with you if I don't know that your stuff works for my business. I don't make business with you because I have a reputation to lose with this big client and he trusts me with his project, with, 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 with his budget up front. He gives me a fee. He gives me, um, yeah, he gives me a budget for his uh, for, for 25% of his project and um, I need to know that I can trust you. So please deliver this value up front, make this, and then we can see um, if it works out and I think that you should be able to demand it as a business person and you should go the extra mile and do it just if you're a freelancer because that's going to give you a lot of credibility and people would like to work with you because they want that but they're not saying that because they, they just don't know what to expect and they don't know the language so now let's get into this three pointers First, I'm going to talk about the skill set to learn and to master. Second, I'm going to talk here about how to develop the experience. And third, it's going to be about some basic communication 101. Okay, now let's talk about the skill set. Now, many people say when you start out in the freelance business, they say you have to have a very good skill. I, say, I, I think that's completely bonkers. Just honestly, I believe that. I believe it doesn't matter whether you're good at something or not. You have to sell yourself in the best case possible. You have to put yourself in the best situation possible in order to win. Now, how do you do that in freelancing? Of course, if you got both, by the way, as a side note, you are set. If you have a very good skill set in a specific uh, creative um, niche, let's say uh, you're very good at creating um, Facebook covers, which is probably not that much, but let's just say that. And you're very good and you are able to, to fit people in or whatever. And it looks kind of like, yeah, it's, it looks very engaging and looks very cool, whatever. And you have some, some side effects or you, you, you are able to transform something into video and make like a cover video, whatever. I don't know. Um, 
if you're able to do that properly and you're the best at that and it stands really out and you are able to sell that, why that's so important to have that. Again, I'm just making this up because in reality, you have to know a lot more. So don't take that for granted. But I'm just making an example here. So now um, that helps you a lot. But realize you have to have a very good skill in the beginning when you're just starting out as a freelancer is bonkers. You have to sell. You have to be able to sell that. And if you can, you will be accepted. Now, second point. Many people often ask themselves, because I believe firmly every single one can become a freelancer. I believe that. So recognize your primary advantage in this creative industry. So what is your primary advantage? And that's something that you need to discover in yourself by trying different things out, obviously. But don't go for the thing that what's trendy in the marketplace. Because if you see, like everybody is, 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 is offering gigs like that and nobody does things like that. You know what? If you are the only one, you will have a bigger niche. Now, if you don't get a lot of clients in the beginning, that's something you can work on. But you should be thankful for it if you have a unique skill set um, that nobody else really offers. Nobody else, no, I, I don't see a lot of people on Fiverr or Freelancer.com who uh, advertise audio visualizer. So for those people who don't know that, an audio visualizer is something that you can post on Instagram or um, Facebook. And basically what it does, you can um, create that in Adobe After Effects where um, you upload, um, depending on when you want to post in your Instagram stories or in the, in the feed, a one minute track. And in addition to that, um, the creator of this audio visualizer can make the sound waves visual. So you will see it in your Instagram feed and you see a very cool animation and the music plays or the podcast plays in the background and you see the sound waves and the cool image and stuff. And that's that, that gains a lot of attention. Um, for example, Gary Vaynerchuk does this, does this in, his, in his Instagram feed. So I would really recommend you if you are familiar in that area, do some something like that because I think that that has a lot of value to offer. Um, so now, next point, obviously, with the skill set in mind, is constant improvement and repetition. Okay, constantly improve your skill set, and um, you'll be set. Constantly improve that and, and and repeat what you're doing. Even if you don't have any contracts, just repeat stuff. Just think of something for your portfolio. It doesn't matter if you work for a client or not. Just do something. And um, yeah, this next part, obviously, how to develop the experience. Now, value is always first, always first. As I said before, value is expected. You have to deliver value up front first, always, every single time. Don't ask for the sale too often. First, like, yeah, man, are you going to make the deal with me? That's what I can do. Blah, 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 blah. Here. No, 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 no. That's not how you do it. You have to give your client, your customer, even if it's just over Fiverr, you have to give them some va of something of value. Something for free, maybe. Depends. It's what you can offer that determines if he's going to buy or not. And when you're still in the project, working for him, always deliver value up front. Always provide him some little bit of stuff, education, whatever. So, however... I tell you that, identify if you can deliver after all. So what do I mean by that? How, identify if you can deliver after all. So many people, many freelancers out there, um, if they're just starting out, they are saying stupid stuff like, yeah, I can do that, don't worry. Um, or maybe it's just me because I always say, don't worry about it. But mainly that's the point because I know what I'm doing right now. But at the beginning... I didn't know that. So if you don't, if you cannot deliver, don't say that. Be be honest and upfront about it. Another point here at, to mention is ask questions. Ask a lot of questions to your client, even if it's over Fiverr or a freelancer. Contact him. Thanks for uh, doing that stuff. Thanks for considering me. Um, 
I like to know this, 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 and that. And try to understand the business model. Where is he in? In what area is he? What niche? And the marketing aspect of your client. Understand that. Vice versa, if you are a businessman and you are contracting a freelancer or any type of thing, whether it's for your website, whether it's for some email, social media campaign, whatever it is, ask questions. Try to understand his business model, what he does, and and the marketing aspect, how he plans to implement that. Because that's the most important one. So try to understand each side. So you will be able to create a much better relationship and a much better product if you work together. And if somebody doesn't contribute to the uh, to the conversation, it's not going to work out. I tell you that it's just not going to work out. That's just how it goes. You need communication. You need questions. You need insights in order to create the best product possible. Now, last but not least, I tell you this, respect time, respect time and be present in the moment with your client. Be respect his time and he should respect your time. If he doesn't respect your time, he's an asshole and you shouldn't do business with him, period. Be present, but dig deeper. Now, dig deeper, dig a lot deeper than just asking hundreds of thousands of questions. Dig deeper. What does he want to portray? What is the psychology behind that? What is all this kind of stuff? And put more emphasis. I know it's going to be a tough call for you guys who are creative and and experiencing, exploring, and, and, and very crafted in your skill, whatever. Research matters a lot more. It matters more than the product. Research is 80%. The concept is 15%. And the actual design, the execution is 5%. So now, let me say, let's say you who are listening right now, you want something from me. Now I have a business, okay? I do, can do a lot of stuff. I can delegate it, but let's just say you, you want it from me. Say, hey, Nick, I need you to create um, a video a short video about my company, which is 15 minutes long and should represent my business in the best light possible, okay? So now what I do, I don't focus on, oh my God, oh my God, how am I going to create this? How am I going to create this? I focus on the research part. I focus on exploring, finding everything out about your business, everything about your clients, about the environment, your employees, if you have employees, about the history of the company, the values, the principles, the architecture, the structure, the founding, the the environment, the, um, did I say that already? I don't know. Probably. Um, the tactics, the value that it delivers, the, the presence in, in, in this world, the, the, the agenda, everything like that. Now I, I, I and, and after I, I got all that, then it comes to digging deeper, right? As I said, dig deeper, dig deeper. I mean, how can I portray all that kind of stuff into, into fonts, into colors, into excitements, into visual effects that comes when I'm building the concept. When I'm building the concept, I'm structuring from point A to point, point set, whatever, I'm structuring all that kind of stuff that goes into that. How can I represent 80% of the research I did? How can I represent that in the concept? And then the actual part where I'm working, I got the research, I got the concept. Now I just have to execute it. And that's about 5%. That's just how it is. It's not 100%. It's not 50%. Because if you don't do that right your video is going to be so meaningless. Nobody is going to want to watch it because it just doesn't have any context. Point. So now, before we head to a real quick break, we're going to talk about the basic communication one-on-one. Be honest and direct. That's the most important part. Be honest and direct. So if you cannot deliver on something, if you cannot do that, if you say, Hey man, I can do it, but you really can't, or you need to educate yourself on that beforehand. Um, Don't do that. Just be honest and say, okay, man, I can do that, but I need maybe a little bit more time or this or that. Be engaging, paint the big picture. 
Now that works both works ways. Obviously the communication one-on-one is for the client and for the freelancer, right? So be honest and direct. Be engaging and paint the big picture. And last but not least, and that's going to sound incredibly weird, educate before communicate, vice versa. That's just how it is. Educate before communicate. What I mean by that? Oftentimes, your client and your freelancer is not going to know what you do. It's just how it is. Because you don't give a shit. And that's a shame because you don't give a shit. But that's how it is. So now, what I mean by that, essentially, you should pay huge emphasis, huge emphasis on what he does, vice versa. So if you're the client, you want him to know as much as you can about your business and what you do because he needs to understand that. He needs to understand that, as I mentioned before, before because of his research. You want him to know what he what you do Everything, everything that you have in mind, that is that is uh, important. And even the unimportant stuff, mention that also, also. And as a freelancer, you have to understand that you are representing your client. He doesn't have the tools, but you have. And therefore, you need to educate him on what you use. Now you're going to say, no, I'm not going to do that. He's just going to do it himself or something. Don't be, don't be silly, man. He has different priorities. But if you tell them, hey, man, I use these type of softwares, that's how, that's how I'm going to do it. That's pretty much a strategy. That's where we go. So now apply that and you will enjoy your future client's work. A quick announcement for you before we're going to continue with the podcast. So if you resonate with some of these issues we talked about this far, in our business, business I run, we focus on problems just like that. So if you are a business and you see the value in that and you struggle bringing attention to your business and don't have the time or the knowledge to get really into it, we offer services and brand design, content creation, social media strategy, and other creative solutions to help you get your business that strong presence it deserves in the marketplace. Just check us out over the website in the description below of this podcast and see for yourself what we can do for you. We're looking forward to hear from you. Thank you. Back again, value pitching, sell to your potential. Now that sentence is actually from Grant Cardone. He also says, Life doesn't give you what you deserve. It gives you what you negotiate. Grant Cardone, he's a man. He's a man, a myth. And we're going get, to get, get much more deeper into that. But let's sit that for a while. Many people wonder about pricing. How should I price? What's the price? Hey, man, I'm afraid of the price, the cost, the expense. What is my income? How, how can I do that? And many, 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 many people underprice themselves on a daily basis, basis. I see it every single time. It's good for me because that means I get more profit and it's probably good for you as a business person. But that also should be a red flag because if people don't know how to price themselves, lack of business education. So if you do have issues with that, 100% follow Grant Cardone on his social media and buy some of his products. And later on, I will mention what he did for me so keep on track and stay tuned so my advice here that's my personal advice by the way identify your role in the game and your position right now if the value is high charge high and if not don't make the call that's my personal mantra now you you're maybe different but in person you have to say I'm this role, I'm this, I'm this person in the game, I'm somebody who charges low price and has a huge quantity and that's how I make my money, period. Or what is your position? Are you a leader or are you somebody who doesn't want to be a leader, who just wants the income, who just wants to do his thing? And maybe you're better off working for somebody than for, for yourself because that can be a hassle at times if you don't want to pay attention to the following things. Because it's important. And that's going to be some deep business knowledge. And probably most of you are going to turn off this podcast right now because you don't like the things I'm talking about right now. 
Okay. But I encourage you not to do it. So recently, I know a friend of mine or really cool, cool, cool guy I met recently, um, Harrison. He told me a story of him, like he's a music composer and he was kind of wondering how I was so able to charge a lot for my client's work. Okay. So he approached me, uh, he's a cool young stud and as as far as I can tell, um, he's a very talented music composer as well. And maybe you'll be listening to some of his music on the podcast pretty soon. Depends on his working. Uh, whatever um so harrison speed it up man i'm waiting we are waiting for your cool composition anyways his link to his artwork is in the description below by the way just to give him some love here anyways he had wondered how i was able to negotiate such a high high price point right and that's the secret i'm gonna share right with now with you comes down to three things it comes down to competitor analysis supply and demand and the value price. So let's get started. So when it comes to competitor analysis, you always have to think what makes your competitor special at his skill set, branding, and experience. Do that only when he has a high price point. Because in freelancing, I'm not telling you to, to, to settle for a low price. If this is what you want, hey man, I want some reasonable clients. This is not the video for you. I will say something about that or this is not the podcast for you. This is not a video transcription, so it's not a podcast for you. So what makes him special at his skill set? Just look at his work. What is he portraying? What is his um, proficiency level? What is he doing? Is it really awesome or not? If it's not awesome, there's a pattern, okay? Then look at his branding. Look at his branding on Instagram. Look at his branding on social media. Look at his branding on the platform where he gets discovered. Maybe it's Fiverr. Maybe it's Freelancer. Maybe it's a website. Maybe it's something like that to offer. And then look at his experience, okay? What experience does he have? Now, I'm going to tell you is you can become the best and charge a lot, a huge price, if you're only one, if you're good at one. So either you have a very high skill set, and you can show that off. People are gonna willing to pay and work with you. They want to. Now, second, if you have a huge branding, if you have a ton of followers on Instagram, on huge engagement rates. Your work gets liked um, on social media. You have a huge branding presence. You know how it's done. Then this will make you a lot of money because you know how to do it. And that's a marketing aspect. And clients are going to like, hey, man, this work, he promoted that. Doesn't matter whether it's shitty or not. If you're able to promote it, you're good. And the third is the experience part. Now, obviously, experience, that could be, you could be even somebody who's mediocre but you didn't, did it for a long time and that can speak in your favor. However, I would focus on the skill set and the branding first. Now, experience part, if you're 50 years old and you've done it all your entire life, doesn't mean you're good. You have to pay definitely a lot of attention to branding and skill set because these people have a higher chance. But if you show huge experience and some of these things I mentioned before, you also can charge a high price and you have huge referrals, then, then that's obvious. So then the second point here, don't compare package deals. You are different and your competitor is a lot different than you. You have different backgrounds. Don't compare yourselves to others with the price because it doesn't matter. I'm going to talk about this later, but don't compare your package deals and say, hey man, he charges $25 for this work. I'm going to go at $24.99. Or I'm going to go at 23, 22. Does not matter. That does make a difference. If he charges 25, it's a reason. There's a reason why he charges 25. Has nothing to do with you and you cannot make your pricing. You could, but it's not going to be successful. It's not going to work out for you. So don't just eliminate that thought. So then third point here, dominate, don't compete. That's also from Grant Cardone. Really cool emphasis. And I totally relate, relate to that because I hate competition. I just hate it. I just get so excited if somebody says, I want to compete with you or something like that. No, fuck, man. I never wanted to compete with anybody. 
Because that means you getting compared to somebody and I don't want to be compared. I'm unique. I'm special. I want to dominate every single one, every individual on this planet. I want to dominate. So anyway, just two more. Push high quantity and more high quality. Push both. Like I said, then we, we come on to the next point and that's supply and demand. So here it's important that you understand the basic principles. So it's important to differentiate yourself in quality, not in price. People look for the best deal, not the price. That's reality. Like even if you know like on sale, that's on sale, that's on sale. You can. Because the, the number one thing nobody tells you about these sales gimmicks or tricks. Um, your original value. You don't You don't have to make a discount. You can't just make it look like a discount. People, that's not, that's not a hard thing. The thing is to offer a lot. Differentiate in quality, not in price. Because if you live, deliver, deliver a lot of high quality stuff and it's a really good product, people will pay. That's another point. Then, of course, there are four different um, things you need to um, understand. High quality and high price versus high quality and low price versus low quality and high price versus low quality and low price. Now, this is the matrix. You can view that on my website. It's probably better and listen to the podcast on the side or whatever. And yeah, basically, if you're in the high quality, high price um, sector, you want to be there. You want to be there, and I would advise you to be there. Means you deliver high quality, you can charge a high price. Be there and be there. And if you're just starting out, be there as well. Don't start from low quality to low price to low quality and high price or whatever. Don't, don't. Just gain this reputation. Say, make a decision today. I'm going to be high quality and high price. Now, many people say on, on Fiverr, um, many, as I said before, that they're underpriced. Some people deliver a high quality uh, I made business with a logo designer and she delivered an amazing experience. It was high quality, but it was just a low price point. In my opinion, I would have paid her 200 bucks for that work, what she's done. And she charged me only like 15 or 16. But she has probably a lot of these pe- people going on. She has a lot of clients. She's very successful, but she only charges um, so, so, so little. And I think that's, that's just not that's just not that's just not good. Why would you want to do that? People will still pay for me because it's just a high quality. So first, then of course, um low quality and high price. No, a lot of shitty products are being sold. If you are that good, um nothing I can do about it if that's your value, but I would not be there. Because if you charge, um, if you're getting clients and you have a very low skill set and you low quality and you increase that level of skill and if you increase that level of quality, you can charge much higher. So that's my deal for you. Now, low quality and low price. Those are the lazy people who just want to get by. And um, this is probably something for starters. If you just want to check out Fiverr and you're a business guy and you want to check out if that works, you can go by that, but I would not recommend it. In fact, I would not recommend the fourth person at all. Now, uh, what I could stand for is um, high quality and high price is always best. Number two would be um, high price and low quality because even uh, you may have a shitty product, you are incredibly good at branding and you can get a lot better in quality. And obviously with high quality, you are an idiot. If you have high quality to offer and a low price point, to charge you are a fucking idiot you don't belong in on you 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 don't have anything to do with entrepreneurship man just just do just just have the guts you're sure probably gonna lose a lot of clients because people yeah you used to charge this or that because that's a problem we're gonna talk about this later on if you if you hang around in the freelancer business too long but just do it man do yourself a favor and you're not gonna grow 
by charging $16 if I was able and I am a very very greedy person I'm 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 very picky on who I who I who I pick as a designer and if I say you deserve 200 bucks you deserve 200 bucks and probably you deserve a lot more um just just keep that in mind so people the the next thing is uh, the value price people don't pay for the product or the service they pay for you so now why am i level to pay what why am i able to pay so charge so much no well man it's getting late it's getting late (laughs) no just kidding so anyways comes basically down to the confidence level i would associate in freelancing business confidence has a lot to do with pricing now if your confidence level is high, charge high. And if not, don't. Because you got to have a lot of confidence to verify the price. And if you say, that's not verified and that I cannot stand by that, you don't have a lot of confidence. Meaning you don't know what you're doing. But if you can say, the other day a client called call me and I... Um, um, unlikely that he's going to say that, but, but it's fine. He's a good guy. So... Um, um, he asked me like, um, "What is it? What is it going to cost for you to to uh, uh, consult me an hour and stuff like that?" I said forty five bucks. I just said forty five bucks, and that's that's the deal. We said nothing. So okay, and and I said, "Yeah, when we're going to sit down, I'm going to make you an offer and stuff like that proposal. When we're going to meet up." Okay. At the end of the day, you know what he paid me? $95 per hour because I said, yeah, you know what? Um, I, I really understand your point and, what you, and, and your concept. I really do. But from a business standpoint and from a design standpoint, when we put those things in consideration, um, I would suggest a different package. I gave him a cheaper option, which was less quality and less time consuming, was probably better for me. Um, probably lower in price a little bit, but he didn't want that. He wanted the $45 version. Okay. So, okay, man, we're not going to talk about the other version, man. I mean, I totally agree. Like, you know, what's good for you, but then I got this other thing here going on. And if you paint, I mean, I mean, look at the options here. I mean, uh, this is just mind blowing to me. I, I, I don't know. It's probably not, it's not the right thing or something like that. But then he said, no, 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 tell me more. And we, we get, we got, we broke bread and we talked and we had a nice guy and nice day. And, and at the, at the end of the day, he just said, okay, man, let's do it. 95, you're in. It's just basically confidence. If you have high confidence and you know what you're doing, charge high. And if not, don't. You got to get there and you got to get there by repetition. I know what I'm doing right now, but that wasn't always the case. There was times when I would charge $15 per hour. There was times when I, when I would charge a lot less. Because I didn't have the confidence to ask for the big sale and was scared to lose this customer. Um, that's just how it is. Confidence. People like confidence because people like to work with strong dominant confident people so get there work your way up make experience know what you do know your craft you're going to get a lot more confidence and you're going to be able to charge more now next point here in value price and never estimate a sum never estimate because be precise and be upfront just like me never estimate oh it's going to be around 45 uh around 45 so we, we can make 35 no never estimate just say it at, at is it was a rule a law it's a law for you for the client to pay $45 per hour on this specific project with this terms with these terms it's a law it's just a law that's how i put it because i worked in the district court and the um um uh DA's office for a year and in that environment you learn a lot a lot about confidence dealing with criminals and stuff like that and the way some of these people carry themselves was just unbelievable um some of them uh claimed yeah i did that because of that 
and it was and, and you had the impression if I was not a lawyer or if I was not experienced in in, in, in law basically well I would say he he's probably pretty confident that this was the right thing for him to do right um he he put it like that it's a it's a law it's a law I'm able I'm allowed to do that at some point um that's just what you have to do be upfront, be precise, and the m- most important part, show him. Show him the sum. Show him on a piece of paper. Show him the pricing sheet. Show him your proposal. Show him the project. What's included, what's not included. Be more specific of what's included, what's the long-term value of that. Um, then the last point, third point. Ask, what do you expect for your money? What do you want to expect? What's your expectation? Always ask that. If people cannot give you an answer to that, um, you didn't communicate enough, you have to ask more questions. And in the worst case, don't do business with them because these people are just insane and ludicrous. I dealt with these people and they're idiots and they're assholes. And if you're one of these people, fuck you, asshole, because I'm not doing business with you. Uh, It's just a waste of my time. But if if somebody says, yeah, I expect I, I expect this and that and 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 I want that, usually they have a either too high exper- expectation or either too low or I don't know, just nothing at all. Anyway, overpromise and overdeliver. That's something Grant Cardone teaches, by the way. Overpromise and overdeliver. Um, so now. So now, welcome to our second break section. Um, before we head on to the next point, before we go any further with the show, I'd like to tell you because I made so many announcements and 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 uh, analogies about Grant Cardone and how great he is. Huh? So I'd like to tell you how I took my business with his method to a whole new level. A few days ago, yeah, actually a few a week ago or something like that, I bought Grant Cardone's playbook for $149. Actually, it's about $400, $500. But uh, yeah, obviously he figured something and made a discount. No, I always wanted to get that book. I always wanted to get that playbook. It was it's 400 pages long. Shares a lot of the deep insights about 10x life, uh, um, sales tactics, tactics, hidden secrets, motivational stuff, things like that. Um, obviously, a lot of deep methods on how to increase your position in the marketplace. And yeah, basically, really good explanation about finances, about tricks that he used that got him to the position where he is right now. So it can't be so good. So I got it. And the ROI I made in my first sale is unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. In no way am I advertising Cardone services. No way. However, I believe entirely his sales techniques definitely stand apart from the crowd. And I recommend you to buy his famous book, Sell or Be Sold. In fact, that was the first book I ever read from him. Obviously, his guy... His playbook, Guide to Prosperity, is a must-read for everybody else who really wants to increase his odds to become successful. But I promise you, this investment will take your business to a next level, regardless of who you are. And especially if you're a freelancer, read that book. It's going to change your life. Thanks. So guys, let's head over to the next section. I'm pumped. I'm hyped. This is awesome. We're going to talk about promoting your business and the fact that it's everything. It's everything. It does not matter what kind of product you have. If you're not being able, if you're not able to sell it, if you're not able to promote it, if you're not able to get it out there so people know who the fuck you are. Who are you, man? I don't know who you are. Post a comment. Leave a review so I know who you are. Because if I don't know who you are, you don't exist in my fucking world. You may say, hey, this Nick Cat, he makes a really good point, a good podcast, the best podcast ever. I don't know who you are. Your opinion doesn't mean a shit. 
So you know, it's all saying your your parent uh, parents used to tell me. For example, like uh, I heard that a lot in my childhood. Like you have to know a lot of people. You have to know a lot of influential people. No, in social media, you know what counts is who knows about you. That's a lot more important because if I don't know about you and you know me, that's good for me because you know me, but I don't know you. Okay. So I'm not going to do business with somebody I don't know. End of story. Period. So now three main topics I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about Instagram, Facebook, and the importance of LinkedIn and Meetup and Shaper and things like that. Okay. But before that, realize it's hard to promote a business. It's really hard. Unless... It revolves around a vision or a person. So there, why, why do I say that? Because a few freelancers I met personally, because I think I feel a need, I need to say that, um, were partnering up or something like that. They were like, yeah, we could partner up and do some stuff and projects. It's not a real business, okay? It's like basically they shooting them out each other and recommending their work. That's cool. But if you want to start a business... Or if, as a freelancer, it has to revolve around a vision because people buy into visions or people, they don't buy into businesses. Okay, even if you believe, hey, he buys from this business. No, people buy from Apple because of the legacy of the product, because of the high quality, because of Steve Jobs. I personally would fight for Apple every single time because I believe Steve Jobs is such a great person and he's such an inspiration. And that's why I buy from Apple, not because of the products, because I entirely believe in the vision, in the legacy. That's why I buy from Apple. That's the truth. Not even because of I'm sure, sure, it helps that, it, that they product, the products look good. I don't have, I never had a... Uh, um, a uh, Windows computer. I just never had that personally. I never felt the need to. It was an insult to me to work with something like that because they're just shitty products. I believe that, and they're still today. And I never, I never had stuff like that because I never believed in that. And I would, I would be the person to say, I'd rather be without a phone. I'd rather be without a phone if I cannot use my iPhone. I'd rather be without my phone. Okay, but that's the point. You have to create a vision that attracts people with your business, with your freelance business. You're set. So, and if you cannot create a vision, you people have to buy into the person. For example, I mentioned Grant Cardone a lot, okay? I'm a huge believer and fan of him. I watch his content, I consume his content, not so often because I am, I'm now busy with my business, but I studied his content in the past, obviously. I wouldn't have come this far if I didn't. But the point is, the, his company revolves around him. He's the main uh, authority. He's the person. Sure, there are other people involved. A lot of people involved. A lot of great people, I believe. He wouldn't come this far if he didn't work with great people. But the point is, he promotes his personal brand out there. And he's really good at that. Also... He's very good at creating the vision. So he does both. But realize you have to focus on that. So now, second point. Branding across the board is the main key. If you don't do branding enough, you're not going to win enough. Okay, it's just how it is. You have to brand on all social media platforms and every aspect possible you can think of. If you if you if you want to go above and beyond, put a car sticker of uh, on you on your on your car or something like that, and 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 it says uh, Johnny's uh, Design Services or whatever. I'm the freelancer. Call me now. Whatever. I don't care. But realize social media is a main platform, and you have to be uh, present. Okay. And. Next part, the third part, and that's the most important part to build an audience first. I did it in March. I opened my first personal brand port. Uh, actually, not my first Instagram profile. I had one prior to that that sucked, and I didn't believe in the vision of that, so I kicked it away. But the point is, 
I build a personal brand from scratch, from zero followers to right now, we're hitting close to 5,000 followers. Why do I say we with a personal brand that only revolves around me? Yeah, it's about a bigger vision of things I believe, but I engage the audience. I, I gain attraction. I think of what my audience should need to hear, what, what they need to hear from me, what what my true self I express that very detailed and I'm very honest authentic and and following the virality rule meaning create valuable content create inspirational content create uh, relatable content create authentic content and create likable content okay if you want to know more about that how to grow on social media it's on my blog but the point is you have to follow the virality rule in the beginning. And now I'm going to tell you some deep steps on what you can do on these different platforms. So now let's first talk about Instagram. If you're a freelancer, you run a small business, whatever. That, and By the way, these are general branding advices for everybody in the marketplace. You need to say that here. Branding over Instagram is essential. At seven to 10,000 followers in that gap, you start generating leads. But before that, you got to create an engaging audience that engages with you on a daily basis. You need to create good content. You need to constantly change, innovate, upload minimum, minimum three to 12 times daily. Cover all time zones. From 6 to 2 to uh, after 6 p.m., I wouldn't post anymore. But 6 after start at the at the at the soonest, you can start at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., your time, and then go through. And if there are other time zones you want to catch early on, do that as well. But three times minimum daily, you have to post video and posts. Now, I, I, I got this question a lot, actually, when I talk to mini businesses or businesses who are just starting out. Um, because I say, yeah, can I show projects uh, or, or things I'm working on and people I'm working on? When you're just starting out, it doesn't make sense to waste all your ammunition, your ammo. Don't waste it. And nobody gives a shit in the first place. Nobody gives a shit that you were, were, were went out with Shikimiki, Lala Paliki uh, at this and this date. Or you did a project uh, about some kind of fancy shit. Nobody cares when you have 238 followers. Nobody gives a rat's ass because it's not going to get a lot of attention. You're wasting ammo and I would not post it again because that sucks. Okay, so don't do that stuff like that. Don't show projects and events in the beginning of your Instagram account. If you don't have 5,000 followers who engage... And look at your posts and actually care about that. You're not going to get a lot of attention to the things that matter to you. And you will be heavily, heavily disappointed. So don't make that mistake. Don't make that. Don't show projects if you're an artist. and Or, or okay, if you're an artist and you make some Instagram posts, obviously you can share them. But if you're not and you're just doing some other stuff, who knows what? Don't do that. Like public events. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Um, you remember these posts? I mean, I, I see a lot of posts like um, of Grant Cardone fans, for example. Probably have around 400 followers, 200 followers. And I see a picture with this guy who has this Instagram account and Grant Cardone. And I ask myself, why doesn't he have 5,000 followers? He met Grant Cardone. He should have 5,000 followers. I mean, that's a really good picture. You know why not? Because he did, he wasted his ammo. He was so excited. Hey, Grant Cardone is the greatest guy on earth. He is. But uh, nobody gives a shit what you think about him. Nobody gives a shit because you don't have an audience. You, you wasted your ammo, my friend. You wasted that stuff. If I were to meet Grant Cardone today, I would, and, and we made a picture, I would not post it for three months. And after three months, after I hit um, 20,000 followers or something like that, you know what? Then I would post and say, hey, I, I got a picture with Grant Cardone and it gets over 1 million views. But the point is, don't waste valuable ammo. Don't waste that. Get more attention later on. Step, uh, Take a step back, okay? So now... 
tip, update your Instagram page and be a professional. Unless you give a rat's ass about money and success. This is basic, okay? Update your Instagram profile. I see it on so many Instagram pages. People reach out to me and, I, and they send me DMs. And I look at their Instagram page and it's just disgusting. It's just disgusting. Makes me sick. I, I, I cannot breathe when I see that crap. It's just as nothing has to, there's no straight line, no red line. This has to do with that. This has to do with that. This has to do with that. Yeah, Instagram is create creative, but it's, you're not going to succeed if you're not um, making sense of the whole concept. You got to portray an image yourself. And this is just insane. So if you're not being professional in your matter and you're showing pictures of yourself nude or drunk or something like that i mean it doesn't matter if you want to go in the adult entertainment business or something like that and you want to drill you want to make some pornography movies or something like that do it man post a picture with your shirt off unless you're like in the fitness scene whatever i i don't care but the point is be very cautious of what you do. So if you are a logo designer, you should only have high stylist images on your profile. Be very cautious of that because people are going to look you up and they're going to judge you based on your Instagram profile. I do it all the time and I think it's okay. I think it's perfectly fine. Social media is an, is an enhancer of who we are in reality. And if people find out who you are, and if that's truly your style, man, you're going to be in deep trouble. And that's where you're not going to get a lot of business done. Period. Shitty Instagram story, shitty life. Um, that's just how it is. That's the reality of business because people would take and pay attention to that. So now, Facebook groups and Facebook pages. Now, over the time, I got, um, I'm, I'm now in very, a lot of Facebook groups right now. And pay, I obviously have a Facebook page. And, um, my advice to you is join as many groups related to your niche as possible and observe, 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 consume, 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 and then post minimalistic and slightly increase over weeks. Don't spam and promote yourself. Don't, don't do any of that stuff. Just engage, build an audience. And over time, people are going to realize, hey man, this guy is always the first one to like my post. This guy is always com com commenting. You're going to build a relationship. And then once people actually know you, hey, this is Slicky Mickey. Uh, he's always there. He's always here. I, I, he's supporting me on every single video. And every everybody says that, who's Slicky Mickey? And then you're going to say, I'm this guy. I, I, I do that business. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. How, 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 can, how can I help you out? I need to. Um, and that's how you get it, man. So post introduction content on your own Facebook page. And I assume you should have a Facebook business page. You should have. And don't run, run, don't run ads about your business in the beginning. That's a horrible, horrible mistake. Don't do that. Build an audience first, accumulate content. And once you have some stuff, you can promote your page. You can do all that stuff. But at first, create content on that. Spread it across the board. Even if it doesn't get a lot of views, doesn't matter. And do your stuff. Okay, but be transparent and share experience and provide value, how to's and uh, what you do on a daily basis, document a little bit here and there. And um, it's always better that I learn from you than I learn from somebody else. So you got to keep that in mind. You got to always be aware of the fact that you can bring people value and they can actually learn from you. So now, um, yeah, basically the next point is LinkedIn. Um, I mentioned Shaper. Um, that's what I would like to add, actually. And Meetup. These are three apps I use on a daily basis in order to connect, in order to communicate. Um, now I'm doing it really a lot. Um, basically, your intention should be to connect with everybody you meet on there. Most people you want to you you will not do business with. Just full full disclaimer. And you might wonder why and how. Don't give a shit about that. But you might establish a relationship. That takes time, but uh, you might be able to get, generate some leads on this platform. And always ask to collaborate once you provided something for them in return. And uh, 
don't just with everybody, but people who can relate to and who are doing something similar to your stuff, okay? Exchange ideas and contacts and think about the long-term view, basically. And that's my advice on this topic here. So, um, yeah, basically, um, connect yourself with the society. Connect yourself with your industry, with your business, things you do on a daily basis, because that matters a lot. So thanks for listening to this awesome podcast. And if you did like this episode, again, don't forget to to the review on iTunes or on whatever platform you're listening to and give us some love to grow this small community, which would really mean a lot to me, actually. Yeah, it would. And have an awesome day. And I would love to hear from you how you will implement the things we talked about in your business. And for questions, hit me up on social media. Send me a message. Call me. Whatever you want to do. Just let me know. Because I care about you. And have a great day. And we'll see you in the next episode on Thursday. See ya. Bye. Thank you very much.